Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas here, joining you from Sao Paulo, Brazil today. And we have another amazing guest joining us, JC Finnegan. And he is not calling from the US. He's not calling from Brazil. He is calling from Thailand, outside of Bangkok. That's so incredible that he is in Asia because I have spent time in Thailand as well. You guys are aware of that. And it's so cool that we have other people traveling the world and experiencing what the world has to offer. And so, JC, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm great. How are you? It's a pleasure to be here. I'm doing pretty good. It's it's a pleasure to have you. I'm really excited about your book today. And just for our audience, so the title is The Divided Stories of America, The Green Forest. And when you think of the, the, the divided stories of America, what is this going to bring? And the, the bio is very, very incredible. Just the first sentence. What if the United States of America were no longer united? Mm, wow. Yeah. Hearing that question, just thinking about that, that'll never happen. I hope this never happens. I hope I never see it. But you went in and you wrote a book about it, what it would be like. And yeah. so we're going to get all into that. But before I give you the chance, Please tell our audience who you are, a little bit about your Christian testimony, and for my information, why are you in Asia? I'm curious. Yeah. All right. So my name is JC, and I, I'm a man. I'm a normal man. I'm a sinner. I'm uh, a flawed human being that's moving along on this journey like we all are. I'm trying to learn each and every day. Um, So I grew up in the United States of America in Ohio. Um, Growing up, I I went to church with my family, went to Catholic schools, and um, faith was a part of my life growing up. And then as I, I got a little bit older, I went to university. I worked for a while in the United States, eventually found my way over to Asia, where I've been working as an English teacher. And in the past uh, couple years, I went back to something that I had done at college, which was creative writing. Um, I just had this, this bug inside of me where I had these ideas bouncing around in my head, and I got on the computer and started putting them down and they, they just began to flow. That's incredible. So in Asia, you are an English teacher. Yes. When I was in Asia, I was teaching English as well. So, yeah. so amazing. And how did you like Very that? Cool. It was a challenge at first because that's my first experience of teaching English. I was just learning how to teach English there. 
But we were typically teaching English in villages. And so we would go village to village in Thailand and Cambodia and, and help the children. And so we were working primarily with children, big groups of children. And so that was really cool and a great experience. But now I'm teaching English in Brazil, more toward the business side here in okay. Brazil, focusing on business. Yeah, yeah, so you're teaching adults? Yep, yep. And my wife is also an English teacher. That's a story for another day. But she also teaches business, adults, children. And so we offer a, a variety there. A little bit back to your question of creative writing. Tell us a little bit more about that. Okay, so I've always enjoyed stories. I've always enjoyed writing, whether it was movies. Even when I was younger, there was some television. I know some of the, the material on TV isn't always the best, but books. And then um, when I was at college, I remember taking a creative writing class and I was um, inspired by that. I think, I, I, again, I had some ideas in my head and I dabbled with um, some short stories back then and even some poetry. And then mm -hmm. over time, I kind of put that on the, the back burner and focused more on some practical matters I did opt to go to law school in the United States, which you get into some writing with that, but it's not really creative writing. It's a different style. Um, get into that, uh, the legalese, if you will, right? Some of that, that dry writing. And so I did that for a while. And then obviously with uh, teaching English, uh, writing is kind of always there. I've, I've been able to do some fun things with the students where we've, we've written some creative things for them, whether it was plays or you know helping the kids out with some of their stories. Just this past year, we did some Halloween videos, which were really fun. Uh, we wrote some scripts for the kids, and then they were able to act it out, and we recorded that. Uh, fun stuff. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. God knows more than all of us. In fact, you probably want to know more about what He truly knows. Thankfully, He wrote a bunch of it down in the Bible. Hungry for Wisdom podcast is an all-you-can-eat buffet of God's guidance to live skillfully in this world. Jesus deserves disciples. Listen to the podcast by searching Hungry for Wisdom on your favorite podcast app today. The Bible is the ultimate success book. It is filled with stories, anecdotes, inspiration, insights, and powerful specific instructions on how to live a life that is full, meaningful, significant, and successful. During the 17 Biblical Principles of Success Virtual Summit, you will hear from 17 remarkable individuals who will share their personal stories, experiences, and insights as it pertains to each of their principles. Find more information at youareagift.foundation backslash virtual dash summit. Purchase your 100% tax-deductible ticket for $17. All proceeds will benefit the You Are a Gift Foundation. 
And going from your creative writing and the book that we have today available for purchase on Amazon, is this the first book that you're releasing as an author? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is it the first of many? Or you've, after this experience, you're like, maybe I'm done. What do you think? Oh, great question. <laughs> so <clears throat> there are going to be four books in this series. So I already have the groundwork for the other three. So uh, in this series, the United States is divided into four sections. Uh, so this first part uh, is the Northeast section of the United States. And then I've already written, uh, like I said, the, the, the basic part, the groundwork for the other three sections. Uh, there is a Southeast region, a frontier region and a pacific region so i'm looking forward to those each of the the three regions has a slightly different style and the way this developed is when people talk about a national separation in the united states um, there are practical issues with that uh, so, so my book, of course, is fiction. It's, it's not a, you know, legislative book or a, a dry mm -hmm. political book. It is fiction. But some of the issues surrounding, uh, let's say, a national separation include the United States not being divided by ideology, by geography. So you can't just cut the country in half on a latitudinal line or a longitudinal longitudinal line and so by dividing it into four regions i tried to work around some of that so i, I carved out this this northeast area which in terms of ideology is very similar to the pacific region and so so people that are familiar with the United States, they might understand that like, New York and California have some things in common. Um, while a place like Florida might have some things in common with Wyoming or um, maybe Tennessee or a state that's mm -hmm. in a slightly different area. And it's hard to imagine if they, let's say that they do break apart in this factor, it would be hard for California and New York to join forces because they're so far, you know, to put their resources together, it would be more difficult. Yeah, exactly. So I don't get too much into the, there's an old saying that um, making laws is like making sausage that people don't want to see it. So in an original draft of the book, I had a prologue, which chronicled some of the process. So how would this happen? Um, mm -hmm. Would it have to go through Congress? Would there be a constitutional amendment? So I, I don't get into a lot of the particulars, but um, in the book, I've alluded to the fact that the New York region and California 
that that there's a puppet regime uh, essentially in the in the northeast and they're they both fall under the same uh, authority if you will yeah whenever people think about this the united states you know not having unity anymore mm. we will no longer have you know the united states the way as it is i mean first off you're thinking oh i hope this never happens i hope i never see this happen but then on the other side it's not that far to believe like for me as a person who has grew up in the us as well and has yeah, been removed yeah. for several years it's not that hard to think yeah this could happen and yeah. so i'm really interested to hear your thoughts and and tell us a little bit more about this book just because it's so interesting for me personally right i think in terms of people not wanting it what would be most important is that there wasn't any sort of war or conflict so mm -hmm. i think that's something that most people could agree they would never want to see so mm -hmm. you know going all the way back we had the the civil war and um we would never want to see something like that now if there was some sort of amicable separation again what i've written is a, a fiction book but mm -hmm. if something like that were to happen theoretically i can envision a scenario where it could be beneficial for all parties involved if instead of people getting like bogged down with their differences and arguing about things and, and kind of spinning their wheels in the mud if people wanted to take things in a different direction and there was some sort of separation and then that area could focus on moving things forward in a certain direction and like-minded people accomplishing things and, and building and growing instead of again getting bogged down with the the same arguments day in and day out that that seemingly never get resolved yeah when you put it from that perspective it's like a positive you know yeah yeah and yeah, when you yeah. think about division you usually it's always negative division is negative always but when you put it like this it sounds oh this is this maybe not such a negative thing maybe there are benefits so yeah. takes a little bit deeper into the book it says that they have an authority figure in the book who uses ai technology to control the masses tell us about this right so the main character has nicknamed the the ruling class the reptilians and there's a, a central bank digital currency and the way that fits into the book is the the ruling class is able to give the people something as a, a, a that seems beneficial but ultimately it's used as a tool of control so they're able to monitor everybody's spending habits and if somebody isn't following the rules um, they can limit their spending and freeze their accounts so that's that's part of the plot um, there are some characters that aren't able to use any of their money and everybody has uh, a social credit score 
which again functions as a form of control. So there's, there's strict monitoring of what the citizens do and what they say and what they're permitted to say and what they're not permitted to say. What type of punishment do you see in the book when someone doesn't obey? Like, yes, the freezing of the accounts, monitoring the spending and whatnot. What else yeah. do you see? Um, when people don't obey, basically, they get ostracized from society. So um, a lot of the characters, their social credit score plummets to zero. They're not able to use the funds that they have. So I have a number of characters that are living in the streets and, and really struggling. Mm -hmm. So the, the main character, he meets an old high school teacher that he had. So this is his old um, history teacher from high school. And his history teacher is one of these guys that's just been ostracized from society. And how does the rest of the world react to this? Do you get into that in your book or that's not something that you, you discuss? Yeah, good question. I don't get into that too much um, in the book. The, the plot is, is mostly focused in the United States. So the character, he does travel to the Pacific region, San Francisco, at one point. But I don't get too much into the international community. Mm -hmm. Because the U.S., from many standpoints, is like a, a flagship for the world. Oh, yeah. And so if there's some division happening in the U.S., I can't imagine what the other countries would would react or right or think about and this. that's when you get into some of the the practical problems with this and why mm -hmm. a lot of people in the united states would not want it because mm -hmm. our currency is basically the reserve currency of the world we have a strong uh, standing army um obvious you know the united states has been a powerful empire if you will for a, for a long time and a a separation and national divorce could weaken their international prestige and you said you use those words the national divorce it's a crazy thing to say but it's the perfect way to describe you know yeah the breaking apart of unity yeah. has your time overseas encouraged you in the writing of this book Good question. I would say that I do have one character in the book who is from Thailand. So in the book, the main character has already been in Thailand and he's in the United States now with his Thai girlfriend. Mm -hmm. So people and, and cultures, so more things that I could bring to the table when I'm writing. Mm -hmm. And growing up in Ohio, did you grow up in a big city, a small city? Yeah, I grew up in the suburbs, so outside of Cleveland, Ohio. For myself, I grew up in a city of 800 people in the U.S., in Missouri, a small town. And then going to Asia and going to Sao Paulo, which is one of the biggest cities in the world, 13 million people, it just really expanded my mind and, 
and how how big the world is because the world is huge and there's so much to offer and and yeah i i think you're exactly right some of your time in, in thailand helped you write a portion of your book i can't imagine that it wouldn't you know your time overseas wouldn't inspire you as you write because it's just so the cultures are, are amazing the different cultures yeah uh language features heavily in the plot of the story uh for example one of the characters speaks thai language and i have a spanish speaking character and in addition to that uh the characters have developed a coded language that enables them to fly under the radar and not incur penalties for violating some of the speech regulations yeah code language would make sense you know to be able to go under the radar because you when you have these these different sanctions we could call it i guess yeah it would be common that there would be rebellious people who would want to work under the radar and not join into this what is happening so that that makes total sense to me too for our audience today and for your readers what could be some of the life lessons that we could take from this book okay there are classic themes in the book so when i started the book it was my goal from the very beginning to write something that was based in a lot of the the old stories the tradition so good versus evil mm -hmm. um themes of duty meaning sacrifice truth love uh not succumbing to fear um these are all some of the lessons in the book and i think if if people were to read it um perhaps they'll be able to relate to the main character he's certainly not perfect and i i i would hope that people could see an evolution in the character throughout the book mm -hmm. so where he starts and then some of the lessons that he learns throughout the book and hopefully some people can relate to that then they can they can see a development and how about biblical principles anything that you you wrote your faith into this book at all or something that we could use in our faith journey as well yeah believe it or not when i started with this idea i had this notion of four regions and then shortly after that I started putting together some characters and I thought okay for the first book this book the northeast there'll be an adam and eve theme mm -hmm. and then in the second region I was thinking that will be uh the Cain and Abel themed book uh because the first book has uh the main character Finn and his girlfriend and then the second story is about two brothers and then the third book i planned as a sort of Sodom and Gomorrah mm -hmm. and then i had a fourth book and i was 
thinking about different ways that I could do that. It could be an Exodus theme, uh, Jonah in the whale theme, or even uh, like a Jesus Christ story theme. That's really interesting to take those those different stories and match it into what's going on. Right. So they don't match on perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, I'm not I'm not copying those stories or even in terms of the the exact theme mm-hmm. they're not exact but just as kind of a very loose mm-hmm. template and then it also in terms of biblical themes i had thought about the tower of babel mm-hmm. and in, in the first book since there's this this sort of communist government that's essentially trying to build a utopia on earth so this is a a society that has excluded god in favor of the ai technology and the science and that's not so hard to believe either that something like this could happen so I really like that that you wrote on the lines of a story like this, the United States dividing. And it is something that we could all, you know, it could happen. And so some fiction books are so fiction that it's hard to imagine what's going on and to stay connected. But yours is so close that I feel like we could all really relate to this and all see it in our own way as you're writing. And so that's I think that's really intriguing on your book. Yeah, there are so many different aspects to the book that i believe there's something that everyone can relate to Mm -hmm. or something that everyone will be able to see like oh yeah i can see that sort of thing happening whether it's the central bank digital currency um whether it's you know language monitoring whether it's a, a UBI, a universal basic income, mm-hmm. um, some of the the inherent dangers with artificial intelligence and surveillance and where we are with a lot of that, I, I think people will will be able to understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another question for you here. How would this book be relevant to our listeners today? And what would be your message for them to purchase the book? I think there's immense value in stories. So if people read the Bible, of course, we know that Jesus taught in parables. We know that the Bible includes a lot of stories. And I think there can be tremendous value in good stories so in these classic themes of good versus evil truth versus lies Mm -hmm. um fear versus bravery and, and standing up for what's right that there's value in that and people can can gain a lot from reading stories like that Mm -hmm. they're kind of just a a reminder for all of us about how important these virtues are and so often they're they're very difficult to do it's 
it's tough a lot of times to to do the right thing. It's a lot easier to do what maybe in our hearts we know is is not the right thing. Mm -hmm. So I think that there's that sort of message in the book. And I think that that people can can enjoy that and get some value out of that. Yeah. And the timeline on the release of the next book. So this book, one more time, it is available on Amazon, The Divided Stories of America, The Green Forest. And when do you think would be the release of the second, third, and fourth book in this series? <clears throat> That's a great question. I can't say for certain, but maybe for the, the second book, I've already written a decent amount of it. Mm -hmm. So I'd say several months from now, uh, maybe six months mm -hmm. being realistic. Okay. So purchase the first book, read it four times, and then you'll be ready okay. for book two and the series will continue for you. So yeah. <laughs> Another question here. Yeah, book two is not in the, the communist territory anymore. Mm -hmm. So if people are craving something where the guy's not oppressed by an authoritarian government, mm -hmm. in, in book two, we'll get a reprieve. Yeah. Incredible. Well, I'm really interested in this book. Thank you so much for all the things that you shared today for our audience. And if you could leave us with one overall thought today, what do you think that would be? Oh, wow. Truth and love. Uh, I think that's where the, that's the ultimate message of the book. Um, in a lot of ways, it's, it's just a love story. So for all of us, you know, every day, choose truth, choose love. Yeah. Yeah. And where can our audience find you personally? Do you have any social media out there, Facebook, Instagram, that we can keep updated on with you? Yeah. So my author's website is jcfinnegan.com. And that's probably the best place to find me. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm going to try to keep that page up to date uh, with some information about this first book and then book two, book three, book four. All right. So audience, please check out that link below to the author website and also the link to buy this book on Amazon. They're both there available for you. And thank you again for sharing everything that you did today. If I can have you end our time with a prayer, I would really appreciate it. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and deliver us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. 
with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.